Hello there, and welcome to PTC Cast episode 37. Today, Chris and I discuss the 4th of July and social pressures around drinking, which is a big no-no and is unfortunate, but can make it a lot harder when you're dieting or you're someone who's just trying to emit some control and discipline around drinking in social scenarios. So be on the lookout for that. We answer some questions at the end. This podcast is brought to you by progress2change.com where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. You put in your email. It takes about 10 seconds and that 15 page PDF is in your inbox and it'll change your life, man. Chris lost 127 pounds on it. Yep. I lost about 55 on it and my clients have lost literally hundreds of pounds more. Yes. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. When was the last time you saw fireworks? Fourth of July. Fourth of July of yeah. which year? Uh, two two days from now. Two days from now? Yeah, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> the day this podcast released. Yeah, the day this podcast released. No, the last time that I saw fireworks, to my memory, uh, was last 4th of July. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah, we, we were with some friends in Plano yesterday, and, and we saw some, which was cool. But um, no, man, I was... Uh, I was thinking, you know, 4th of July is coming up this Monday and something that's been on my mind a lot recently is I've tried to tighten my diet up a little bit and, you know, we went on vacation and then, like I mentioned, I was trying to pull the calories down a little bit and I was just looking for, you know, different simple ways to do that and I realized, you know, a big a big thing about drinking for me personally is it's always socially. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's, obviously, if you're going to drink, it's probably best to do it socially, right? But there's sometimes where I feel like I drink only because I feel like I'm supposed to. And so because of that, I was sort of thinking we could address social drinking today, man, because something that I always thought was kind of interesting is, you know, I know a lot of individuals who can't seem to function on their own without it. And that's kind of their social escape. And so yeah. then it's that can obviously make a serious impact on your health and how many calories you're consuming and, you know, not and how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Isn't there like nine calories um, per I don't know, gram or there's a seven, there's seven calories in a gram of alcohol. So, so it's almost double the amount of calories as protein and carbs. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, it sneaks up on you too, because when it's liquid, you just, you put it away left and right and you don't even know it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, it, I think a standard beer is going to be anywhere from like 150 to 250 calories, unless you're doing something like light. And then when you're talking about like mixed drinks and they're putting in like, you know, the sugars and the liquid syrups and whatever other additives like that, that's shit. It, it can add up real quick, man. So you're not only are you talking about loading up alcohol, but you're talking about loading up alcohol in conjunction with carbohydrates and whatever else is going in there. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but whenever I have a beer with my friends, I don't have just one beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually more than one. Yeah. And so I think it's, it, it's interesting, man, because it, it takes a pretty strong individual in certain situations to be able to say like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And stick with that because a lot of, you know, even groups of friends will be like, you know, jokingly poking fun. And I'm sure I'm guilty at some point yeah. of like poking fun at someone or trying to, you know, egg someone on. I think it's just kind of like the natural thing, especially if you're, you know, with the, with the boys and everyone's just trying to poke each other and prod each other. And, yeah, yeah, exa yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think it's one of those things, man, where, you know, unfortunately, like we all fall victim to that. Have you ever found yourself in that scenario of being like socially pressured to drink? Oh yeah, man. I, I don't really drink that much, but yeah, when I do, it's social. And there's this one time I went out with my uncle, my siblings, and a cousin to go drink at, you know, my uncle's 
uh, apartment bar mm-hmm. and I had never, you know, drank a lot, a lot. Yeah. And, you know, my uncle was pretty, I guess you could say experienced with drinking. Sure. Like this is what he does to, you know, have a good time uh, with his apartment friends. Right. And he, d- he does this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So this is normal for him. But yeah, I went there and, you know, it started off with just a couple of drinks and maybe like a shot or two of some liquor. And I remember we were playing Jenga and I knocked over my alcohol glass, and that's when I was like, okay, maybe I'm like pretty buzzed. Yeah. But as the night went on, you know, more and more people came in, music got louder. Yeah. Um, everybody, you know, started drinking more and more. And it got to the point where, you know, if you didn't drink, then, oh, you're a bitch, oh, you're a bitch. Sure, and it's yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, you're having fun, so you're like, ah, whatever, okay, like, yeah. I'll take. And in the moment, it seems just playful and like, yeah. cheerful. And, yeah. And, and nobody's looking any layer deeper than that and what it is surface value you yeah know, exactly go on, yeah and um you know by the end of the night i was you know shit-faced and of course you know i am the one that kept on drinking mm-hmm. but you know if it wasn't for that you know the it's kind of the I environment you, you ended up landing or whatever in. yeah then you know i wouldn't have you know drank all of that and that ended up being like one of the worst you know nights after all the fun right. that I had ever had, and I woke up with you know the worst hangover, and that was actually the f- one and only time that I had a hangover. Um, but ever since then, man, like I will maybe take one or two shots of liquor, That's and yeah, maybe yeah. two or three beers. But after that, man, like I don't I don't do any more of that. So yeah, and what I'm about in, you? I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to like shame someone for, you know, whatever, drinking and having a good time and deciding to indulge a little bit. Like that's all totally yeah. fine in one thing. But, you know, I think I'm more specifically talking about like if you find you have a, a group of friends or you find yourself in these scenarios where you feel like you have to drink mm-hmm. and you would rather not drink, you know. And so in a one-off scenario like that, like it, it's almost one-off interesting because, you, yeah, because, you you know, you mentioned like now it's it's just different because that was kind of like a, it, that sort of set the tone for you. Like that was not something you were yeah. looking to do again. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I, I kind of very seldom find myself in those scenarios, and it's definitely like the day after is always just like a man that or was it was it worth it, yeah. you know? And sometimes in that moment, it's it's a yeah for sure, but then not so much. But mm. um, no, I, I think the biggest thing for me is never quite taking it too far, but just have having a beer when I don't necessarily want one, mm-hmm. and whether that's just like you know we're at a restaurant and I feel like I'm supposed to be having a beer, or I'm you know sitting down to watch the game and I feel like I'm supposed to have a beer. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of the more so like yeah and it's it's yeah. it's it's never anyone like pressuring me in those scenarios i mm-hmm. guess I just feel like oh i'm i'm supposed to be having a beer right now yeah you know so maybe that's a little bit different but yeah i think it's it's definitely not good if you constantly find yourself in those scenarios where you're like having that pushed onto you and you know one thing that i found to be really helpful if anyone does find themselves in that scenario is simply just mention that you're you're in the process of dieting like I found a lot of my clients find that as they're sort of like out when they're with a group of friends and they don't want to drink is like, no, I'm dieting right now, but you know, maybe next time. And you know, you probably shouldn't have to have an out for your friends, but if you're someone who feels like you need to have a, a reason, like that's, that's pretty damn good one. You're trying to lose some body fat. You're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to be healthier. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. So alcohol doesn't serve any of those things. So it's okay to take a step away from it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it definitely helps to have, you know, almost a scapegoat for, those situations because yeah. you know everybody i don't know about you but there's there's like a group of friends that i have where you know usually if we hang out we're gonna drink right and it feels weird like not drinking mm-hmm. after doing that for right you know, a long time and 
so yeah, having I guess some kind of I guess you can just call it an excuse. Um, right. That's not you know, not to drink. That that really helps. But plan it out beforehand, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, if you if you know that you're going like fourth of July is this upcoming weekend. Right. I mean this upcoming Monday. And I'm the sure day that this podcast comes Yeah, out. yeah. I'm sure that the people who are listening to this, you know, they're gonna be out in an environment where there's probably gonna be alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um and if so, either, you know, tell yourself that you're not gonna drink or hey, you know, I'm going to have fun. Let me have, you know, two beers. Yeah. But there's no point Put in some me parameters having more around than it. that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a, that's a good idea, too, is to make that decision at Beforehand. the forefront. Yeah, yeah, before you even get there, say, hey, I'm doing, you know, two beers today, max, that's it. Or I'm doing one shot, that's it. You know, just mm-hmm. a way to kind of set that standard for yourself. And that way it's almost, it's more for you and, and the solidity in yourself to be able to say, like, nope, that's it, that's done. That's what I agreed to and said I was going to do. Because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're just like, I'll just drink a little bit that could turn into a lot really quick. Cause there's no, there's Limit. no parameter. Yeah. There's no fence around it, you know? Yeah. So I, I think you're right. It can definitely help to kind of like keep yourself in check. And if you're someone who's dieting when you're doing that, you can keep in mind like, Hey, earlier in the day, maybe I want to pull back on my carbs and fat. So that way I can save a little bit of room later when I'm having my two drinks max, you know? Yeah. All of this isn't to say, you know, to stay away from alcohol. Right. It's Hey, you know, work around it. If, yeah. if you're gonna, if you're gonna drink, yeah, make sure that, you know, you have those limits set beforehand and right. you're creating the space to, you know, be able to drink that alcohol right. and enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Yeah. It sounds it sounds corny, man, but it, it really just comes down to the, the responsibility of using it. Yeah. And I I am always like kind of hesitant to say that because I'm never trying to sound like preachy or, or holier than thou. But it's really just comes down to like, OK, are you someone who, you know, you can have two and cut it off and fit it in whatever your goal might be? Then great. Let's do it. You know, but if you're someone who knows that's a slippery slope for you or you'd, you know, rather just not or you'd rather, you know, have food earlier in the day, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like there's nothing wrong with that either. So I think that's a big part of this whole game of fitting macros and calorie nu- and calories and nutrients and, you know, without sounding too corny, fitting fitness into your life and not your yeah. life into fitness, you know, and it's like part of that is how rigid or flexible can you be with yourself? How much do you trust yourself in those scenarios where, you know, there's a whole buffet or there's you know, you could have 10 drinks instead of just two drinks. It's like, you know, how much, how much wiggle room are you willing to give yourself to, to make that decision? And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, a little bit tighter and set in stone or being a little bit more like flexible. I think it's just a question of, you know, what's more important to you at that time. Yeah. And I know, you know, for me, I set, you know, a bigger boundary when it comes to liquor, because I know that I'm not good at separating myself when it comes to, uh, liquor yeah. at you know a fun a fun place. Yeah. If I don't separate myself, maybe I'll do like two shots and then I'll be having fun and I'll be like, I like the way I feel. Let me yeah. have more and then more and more and right. more. Um, so right now I pretty much, if I am gonna drink liquor, you know I'll have like one one shot and again I decide it beforehand. Right. And when it comes to beer, usually I only have two beers just because I don't really like drinking beers that much. Right. And so because I know my boundaries beforehand. Um, yeah, I have it like almost you're like, set in stone. You're like, here's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, if I don't, I do think, that. I think a good tool there can also be a, uh, an exit strategy. Yeah. So, Hey, I've had my two beers and then I'm going to go find a Gatorade at the vending machine or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a sparkling water. I'm going to get a diet Coke or something. You know what I mean? Like something that you can still like enjoy and have to sip on or, you know, just something to hold or whatever that is. But that way it's not alcohol. 
So it's kind of an exit strategy, right? It's like, all right, I'm done That's with my alcohol. Idea, let me man. let me try something else here. You're you like know? separating yourself from yeah, ex- the current situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of bars, you know, depending on how flexible you're trying to be with it or if you got the calories, a lot of places have just like non-alcoholic beverages that you can, you know, whatever, sip on and try to feel like you're having something if you're yeah. not having something, you know. So, and there's there's nothing wrong with having something if you choose to, but mm-hmm. that's a, I think an exit strategy could be a good plan, you know, going into the game too. I have a lot of clients who it'll be like, you know, a glass of wine and then they're going to the Diet Coke. Or it'll be like, you know, either one regular beer or two light beers. You know, just something like that. I never thought so. about it. I never thought about uh, that. That sounds really useful, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that could be a, a good tool to have. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool. Let's, uh, let's answer some questions. Let me grab my phone real quick. What's your favorite exercise or muscle group to work? You go first. Oh, I got to go first? Yeah, you got to go oh, first. That's a lot. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like I have a unique opinion on this one because I just um, started getting back into the gym about four or five days ago recovering from surgery. And today I would say was the first like workout workout. So everything, I, so you know, I've done like some really light stuff. Like I did some machine stuff at the, at, over at the gym that I train at. And, you know, and then I, I've done like, you know, whatever, some light stretches or rotations or some squats or some lunges and simple stuff. But anyways, today I did like some actual real exercises. And I did pretty much everything, and I would say the thing I enjoyed the most, and I'm, I'm not super proud to say, man, because it just... Are you going to say binge? Dude, the, the answer hasn't changed since I was 16 years old, man. It's chest. It's chest. It's chest, bro. It. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love legs, too. A big legs guy. But you know, man, it's, it's chest. Yeah, I was doing this like pec isometric where I was pushing yeah. my hands into a yoga block to like get them to fire as much as I could. Then I went right into some cable flies and... Hopped up with that chest pump and hit a quick side chest in the mirror, man. Like, yeah. To, to this day, I think it's just my inner bro coming out. I love me some some chest. For anyone who doesn't know, my first, like, probably year and a half or two years of lifting, I went to a little hole-in-the-wall family gym in my town and um, bench press, curls, and rope pushdowns every day. Sometimes I did, dumbbell, day, sometimes I did dumbbell lateral races, but I'm yeah. talking like five times a week, bro. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, and I would pound them, man. Like, I was, I was hitting it, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's got to be chest. It's the most satisfying pump. It's uh, the most do or die. That bar is on top of your Those dumbbells are floating above your head, you know. But um, I do – legs is a, a close second contender, second contender. Just because um, it's always something that's come a little bit more natural for me, and I've just had an affinity toward it. So, but the way that you look with that chest pump, man, it, it's gonna <laughs> rain over it. it. Yeah, it takes it takes precedent. I think the way I feel with a chest pump. I'm sure. not proud to say, yeah. uh, me too. Yeah, is that the same for you? <laughs> You're a big chest guy. That answers that answers a lot about this podcast. Okay, we're out. Thank you, we're all, just gym bros. Peace. Thank you all, 16 year old males for listening, yeah. <laughs> dude. But. I wouldn't have thought that that would have been it, but you know, all these months of not lifting, whenever I do do? decide to lift, chest, bro. Yeah, whenever I do decide to lift, I'm like, I default to chest. That's hilarious. I do not want to do legs. Yeah, I would love to do back, but I feel like, you know, that that would just take a huge toll. You know, doing deadlifts, just lat, like all of that. So I just go to chest, yeah. man, and, and I that pump. And the, the thing is, man, is like I, without sounding like too much of a meathead, like I, I definitely love each muscle group for their own reasons. Definitely, yeah. But chest is the one that I would say is just the most like enjoyable. If we're talking about very like, enjoyable. Yeah. If I'm just like, if I got some buddies coming over who have never worked out before and they want to work out, we're probably gonna train chest. You gonna like, hit some chest? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I think I think for the first like year and a half of my training at at Pack, 
I definitely could have like closed my eyes when I walked into the door and made it all the way to the bench without hitting anything. <laughs> For sure. I could have just blind walked there, sat down, started warming up with my eyes closed and I would have been fine. Yeah. I, I knew that shit like the back of my hand, man. But, um, damn, man, I never hit yeah. chess like that. You, you have a different relationship <laughs> with chess, man. You have that next level relationship. Yeah, that's funny. Will you grab your phone? I think you said you had one more question on yours as well. Yeah, we'll be right back. Perfect. Okay. What do we got? So I got this question from JW. Don't know their full name. El Mustachio. Shout out JW. Shout out JW. J-Dub. So um, his question is, what's more important for weight loss? Is it your diet, training, or your lifestyle? You first or me first? I went first on the last one. I'll let you go first on this one. Oh, come on, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what's more important for weight loss, diet, training, or lifestyle? And when you say lifestyle, my assumption is going to immediately be, like, just to define it, yeah. is going to be um, habits around like sleep, um, stress, like general movements, like are you on your feet? Are you, on your, are you sitting all day? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, though. Okay, uh, well, thank you for clarifying that. I mean, I didn't, that, that helped. Um, but when it comes to, I guess, long-term weight loss, I think lifestyle would be the most important. Yeah. When it comes to short-term, um, I think you can, like, training and dieting goes hand-in-hand, hand, really. Like, you can choose yeah. whichever one, you know, you want to prioritize uh, to get the results you want. But lifestyle as a whole I think also includes training and nutrition. Right. So ultimately I'd have to say lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle. And I think, I think I would agree with that, but you know, my immediate answer is probably going to be nutrition just because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, man, like you can't, you can't compete with what you eat. You know, if you do 10 minutes of cardio, if you're lucky, that's a uh, hundred calories, that's you know? True, yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where like you really have to keep your nutrition check cause you're probably not going to out train a shitty diet unless you're, you know, one of the genetic, genetically elite or just a young dude uh, who trains a lot. That's a really good Or point, you're someone yeah. who moves a ton. Yeah, but no, I, I would agree with you in that it's lifestyle because, you know, even if your nutrition is in check, you know, if your sleep is dog shit, if your training's not there, you know, it, it's definitely some combination of all of them. But if I had to narrow it down to one and specifically answer the question, it'd be nutrition. But if I had to specifically pick one, meaning if I could get someone to either just train or just watch their nutrition, I would pick train. Yeah. Because even though you might not get quite as much fat loss or weight loss, you're going to get all the extra benefits that come with resistance training. So building lean tissue, building strength and density in your tendons and ligaments, mobility. I mean, the, the list is crazy long for mm-hmm. when it comes to resistance training. So if it's one of those things where like, you're going to pick a, you're going to start your body transformation. You're like, okay, I'm just going to start with one thing. I'm going to say train every time, Yeah, whatever that means. But, um, if we're talking about like, what's the prime lever to move to adjust body composition, it's going to be nutrition mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you get really good at training, yeah, you can burn through calories like no other, but it takes a while to get really good at training. And I think most people who think they're really good at training are not really good at training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nu- nutrition is probably going to be my first answer there every time, but yeah, lifestyle for sure. And I feel like, I feel like nutrition you know, is your first answer because a lot of people don't have good nutrition to begin yeah. with. So that's like the easiest to immediately change yeah. and immediately see I would results. Agree with that. And, nu- and nutrition can actually be like one of the most simple things because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, man, a-, a lot of very general population, you can pull a very simple lever lever of like, okay, no, no calorie beverages. Yeah. 
no more drinking Soda calories, juices. you know, or that could be like no fast food. Like you can, you can make very simple things. One change, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I remember one of your clients, you were telling me, um, just cut out fries yep. and lost, you said we 30 did, pounds. Yeah. We did like, we did like 30 to 35 pounds on just French fries. Yeah. Just, just cutting out French fries. Mm-hmm. And you have to think like sometimes that comes with the, is, is it because of the replacement of French fry or just the loss of calories that came from the French fries yeah. before? It definitely a, a combination of both, but yeah, it's, you can pull really simple levers and get a lot out of nutrition, but you can't, you can't answer that question without addressing the other two though, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can, if you can create a plan for like, you know, your long-term fitness, I'd definitely say that it would have to revolve, revolve around your lifestyle because, you know, a lot of people that are trying to lose fat and, or honestly just get healthier, mm-hmm. they immediately go to one specific thing like your training and nutrition. Right. But in reality, that's, that's, that's cool and all, but I feel like it sets you for, sets you up for like a false expectation. You know, you, you think that if you change your life in one of these areas that it's all going to be fine and dandy when in reality, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's how it is. You know, it's like yeah. a whole change of how you think yeah. and how you, you know, do things on a daily basis. Yeah. You're, you're not just trying to, you know, go to the gym and, you know, run on the treadmill or whatever for a couple hours a day. Um, because you haven't done that all your life and you're trying to, you know, get fit. No, you have to, you know, almost embody the life or Mm -hmm. embody the lifestyle of somebody who's fit, right? You know, their habits, their sleeping habits, which means Um, you're someone who, you know, goes to bed an hour earlier so they can get that sleep or you're someone who, you know, opts for a a lean protein post-workout, you know, or you're someone who is mindful of stress. You know what I mean? It's your choices. mm -hmm. It's, It's such a, it's such a broad spectrum and like you said, choices, it's, it's every day you're faced with like so many choices and it's, you're just trying to make more of those choices towards the goal that you want. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's, you're trying to get leaner, you're opting for, you know, chicken breast and the light dressing or something, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, you're just, you're making those choices that are going to take those, you, those steps closer. And as long as you're making more of those choices that are taking you closer than the ones that are taking you farther, you're on the path. And I feel like that's going to be a lot easier than just making the right choices just for training mm-hmm. or just for nutrition too. Yep. Because if you're just making the right choices for training, it's almost like you're going to be battling against yourself right. when it comes to you know what you're going to be eating today. Right. Like, okay, yeah, you're going to kick ass in the gym, whatever, but are you going to go home and then eat a dinner that's yeah. like two times the size because yeah. you just kicked your ass in the gym. No, it, yeah. do, it doesn't work like that. Like, That's, uh, I, I try to explain to, you know, my clients, um, particularly the guys trying to gain size that my favorite thing to explain is like, okay, if you want to build a house, you have to have supplies and you have to have labor and you have to have all of that to be able to put it together. So if you want to build muscle, you have to have adequate protein. If you want to train hard and do X amount of sets, you have to have adequate carbohydrate. It's like if you don't have these things, if you want to put on tissue, you have to have adequate calories. Yeah. You, can't, you can't build something out of nothing. Energy is never lost. It's transferred. Matter cannot be created. It's pulled from somewhere. You have to mm-hmm. literally pull enough energy in to be building tissue. So that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a piece that's overlooked as well sometimes because sometimes guys will be like, well, I want to just build as much tissue as I can, and then they'll eat like 1,500 calories a day. Yeah. And it's like, look, man, we – 
we have to actually have enough energy coming in to have something left over. You'll be lean, you'll look great, you'll be healthy. Mm. You know, maybe maybe not with that 1500 number, but you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Mm. It's it's like you have to actually be sure you're having enough coming in so there's enough left over. There has to be something left over after everything you've burnt to build. And if there's not, you're just burning. Yeah, it's so, all like a, just an equation. And mm-hmm. once you understand that, it's cool, you right. know, being able to manipulate um your body and your training and but yeah your point like not a lot of people know that right you know and so <laughs> long long answer short short or long answer short improve your lifestyle yep and everything else will just literally fall yep. into place and i think i like that you said it like that is you want to set it up so that things just sort of fall into place mm-hmm. and you do that by adjusting your lifestyle first you know because not to tangent again, we're done with that topic, but just to, <laughs> I, I got to let this one go. Like if you're not paying attention to your lifestyle and you're sleeping like three hours a night, you can't expect to go any harder on your training successfully. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not, you know, eating the ways you should be, you can't expect to go any harder on your training. If you're not training the way you could be, you can't expect to go any different on your nutrition. So it's these things all feed each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this holy trifecta that you have to pull together. So yeah. But I'm going to be done rambling on that. Let's wrap this one up here. Sounds good. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Peace.